Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to get paid. Hey, what you doing? Making a smoothie? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you putting coins in that blender? I've got a killer idea for a new business. I borrowed my mom's fancy, super powerful blender. And you've heard of Bitcoin, right? Oh, no. Well, I'm making my own. This fancy blender is going to chop them up into tiny little bits, and then I'm going to sell them for a fortune. That's not how Bitcoins work. And I think this could be really dangerous. Here we go. Doc. Whoa, look out. I think you need a better business idea. Yeah, and fast. I got to buy my mom a new blender. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Million Bazillion, where we help dollars make more sense. I'm Jed. And I'm Bridget. Today, we're talking about something that a lot of you wrote us about, starting a business. And businesses can be anything from like the small dry cleaner around the corner, or maybe a charity or a nonprofit that helps you with your homework. Maybe it's a school or a company that makes something we eat or wear. Yes, finally. (laughs) Okay, settle down. Why are you so excited about this? Because starting a business is how you get rich and powerful. I'm going to buy Mount Everest and call it Mount Jedrist. I don't know. I'll come up with something better. Well, hang on now. Starting a business isn't necessarily going to make you rich. And there are better reasons to do it other than getting wealthy. Like maybe it would help solve a big societal problem, like making it easier for people to recycle. Or, you know, making Halloween costumes that you can wear to match your pet. Oh, that explains those chinchilla jumpsuits. I just thought you were... Actually, that gives me another great business idea. Hot dogs that are shaped like cats or parrots... We'll call them hot pets. I think we're going to need some help for this one. All right, coming up, expert advice on starting a business. Stay tuned. What about possages? That just sounds like they're made out of pets. And now it is time for asking random kids not so random questions. What's a business you wish existed or that you wish you could start? I wish that there was a business that automatically closed the door for you if you forgot to. I would like to start a company that specializes in drone delivery so that I could make deals with bigger companies like Amazon. What if you forgot to close the door and you have a dog and then it ran out where you'd be able to train your cat and like you'd take it to this place and then some people would help you train your cat to do some like tricks and like follow your directions. The business that I wished existed was a Pokemon business. And I wish you could turn humans into Pokemon trainers. I would create a business that sells robots that can do your laundry, mow your lawn, wash the car, and other chores that I don't want to do. Yeah, I think that'd be my business. That was Ella in Los Angeles, Noah in Ann Arbor, and Zoe in Pasadena, Sydney in Wisconsin, and Wesley in Belmont, Massachusetts. This has been Asking Random Kids Not-So-Random Questions. 
Okay, Jed, so so tell me, what is this amazing idea you've had? Ooh, it smells so good in here. What is that? Cookies! Baking helps me think. Just now, I've been thinking of starting a chair company where the chairs all just have two legs. Think of the money I'd save in manufacturing! Jed, uh-huh. Maybe you keep thinking about it and, like, keep baking cookies. Man, aren't fresh-baked cookies just, like, the best? I mean, they're such a pain to make, but the smell right out of the oven? Mmm. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty sure I'm close to perfecting the world's greatest chocolate chip cookie recipe of all time. Wait, Jed, this should be your business. Baking cookies? Yes! I can make one giant cookie and sell it for... Wait, how much is a blender again? Hold on, Jed. I think I know someone who can help you get these delicious chocolate chip cookies out to the masses. Jesse Janowitz is a total genius when it comes to helping people come up with a great plan for their business. I'm in. Can I talk to Jesse right now? I mean, these cookies aren't going to stay gooey warm forever. Yeah, let's do it. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for talking to me. Okay, I think I've got the greatest business idea you've ever heard of. Okay. <laughs> I make the most delicious chocolate chip cookies, and I want to start baking dozens and dozens of them and then selling them. What do you think? Do you have a passion for baking? I mean, I will do it when it's for chocolate chip cookies. I've made many. So I would say for you and for everybody out there listening, the more you love the um, business that you're getting into, the more it's something you're super excited about, the more likely you are to work through the problems. And all businesses have problems that have to be solved. Tons of people can make their own chocolate chip cookies at home, right? Tons of people sell Mm. chocolate chip cookies. You can buy chocolate chip cookies in the store. Jed, what's your hook? Why am I going to buy your perfect chocolate chip cookie? Uh, Because I'm nice? (laughs) So I, I think that the hook is where you're combining something you feel passionate about with something that you perceive people in the world needing or a problem that you can solve through your passion. So in this hmm. case, I'm just spitballing here, but... What if not only do you sell the perfect chocolate chip cookie, but you Mm -hmm. sell the perfect chocolate chip cookie dough so that people, so that people don't have to go to the trouble of, you know, making the dough right then and there. They can just take it home and, you know, cut up off of the loaf that you've made and put those cookies in the oven and they have them hot right then and there. Oh, oh and then I don't even have to bake it too. Right. So that hook, that problem that you've identified is how you're going to distinguish your business from other people's by selling the dough. And right. as you pointed out, it helps you out because you don't need an industrial-sized kitchen just to make the dough. Okay. Um, this is popping up all sorts of ideas in my, like, I've got, like, a catchphrase, like, need cookies? Wait, dough more. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. 
Okay, so step one, we figured out a great business idea, chocolate chip cookies. Um, and, and then the second step you said is figuring out the hook. In, and in my case, it is selling the dough so that people can make it my home. Genius. <laughs> All right, so um, what's next, Jesse? That kind of leads us into the third step, which is your business plan. Jed, what are you going to need for your chocolate chip cookie business? Uh, I guess I'm going to need like chocolate chips and flour. Exactly. You're going to need all that ingredients. And it's important to figure out where you're going to order your ingredients from. And Mm. one thing you have to keep in mind is even though butter on one site might cost less than butter on another site, you've got to make sure that you're also looking at how big that container of butter is. Then once you have, you figured out what you need, you have to figure out how you're going to pay for it. How are you going to pay for your ingredients? Well, I have a good friend, Bridget, who I think has a lot saved up. I could probably hit her up. <laughs> maybe she's going to invest, right? Okay. And maybe Bridget becomes your business partner. And you say, well, for investing... In my business, you're going to make five cents for every cookie I I sell or whatever, depending on what your profit is, right? But Mm -hmm. you've got to be creative in terms of figuring out how to get your capital to start your business. Capital, by the way, is another word for money. The money you use to start a business in the first place before it's making any money of its own. Thanks so much, Jesse. I really enjoyed talking with you. I've enjoyed talking to you, too. I want to see your dough business. I think it's a really good idea. (laughs) Bridget, that was awesome. Now I've got a really great idea for a business, and I just got to do some research. How many cups of butter is a stick again? That's great news, Jed. And now, something to think about. Here's something I've been pondering. Would you rather be able to turn anything into gold or anything into chocolate? Gold on demand would be cool, but you'd have to then carry it around and exchange it. Chocolate, on the other hand, you could share with friends and family, but maybe you'd get sick of it. So which would you rather... Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy. Okay, Jed, so I have an idea for you as you get ready to launch your cookie dough business. Okay, yes, please, because I heard my mom talking about wanting to make a smoothie and it's just a matter of time before she starts looking for her blender. Don't worry, man, we're going to take care of this. Okay, so it turns out that a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurially minded, like they're really good at coming up with business ideas and then doing them. Oh, yes, I can see where you're going with this. I can 
steal their secrets. Uh, well, actually, I thought maybe you could get inspiration from them. So first, meet Maya. She's eight. She loves starting businesses. Like a few months ago, she started a nail salon for the adults she was quarantining with. I made up funny names, like, say, for example, Nail Mo. Because you get your nails done and watch a movie. Or, like, a Tomo. Those each cost 50 cents. My car wash business, just, like, wash the car down with rags. And, like, my uncle has, like, a power thing that squirts out water. I love that, like, you get to inspire. They, like, you just get to make your brain, like, pop out. And I just really like just doing the things for other people, not exactly for the money. So for Maya, starting these businesses to help other people is her thing. And she interviewed another real-life problem solver, a woman named Patrice Banks. Patrice was an engineer who started an auto repair shop for women and their cars called the Girls Auto Clinic. Take a listen. Hi, my name is Maya. I'm here with Patrice Banks from Girls Auto Clinic. Hello. How did you think of this idea? Okay, so I thought of the girls' auto clinic idea um, one day when I was frustrated in my life with my automotive experiences. And so I started looking for a female mechanic. I went on to Google and I typed in female mechanic. And, um, and I couldn't actually find a woman who worked on cars that I could learn from. So I said, I'm going to go back to school. If there's not a woman I can find out there doing it, I'm going to do it. Wow. Um, what is your business like? Okay, so usually people's favorite part about Girls Auto Clinic is coming to the shop because it doesn't look like your typical repair center. So what it looks like inside, of course, when you come in, the first thing you're going to see is women working on cars, which is a little crazy. <laughs> we have a kid's play area. Um, we have big lounges where you can watch TV. There's Disney+, Plus, Hulu, um, Netflix, Amazon, like anything oh. you want to watch. And then if you go into the salon, which is even more beautiful because it was designed to kind of look like a garage, but it's like feminine and it's got such bright colors of orange and blue and red. There's a sink made out of a tire. We really wanted to create a clubhouse. I wanted Girls Auto Clinic to be a clubhouse for women. What advice would you give kids that wanted to start their own business? The first thing I would tell kids that want to start their own business, right, is it's important to dream. Stay curious if you want to start a business and, and believe in yourself, right? Anything is possible. The fact that you're feeling it, you want to do it, means it's possible. And then find a support system. And it may not be, always be your parents. Parents are busy too, and they've got a lot going on. And sometimes it may be another family member or a teacher and tell them, share, you know, this is what I want to do. You know, I need some help. Where can I get some help? Thank you for taking mm -hmm. this time to talk with me. Of course. <laughs> So, Jed, what do you take away from that interview with Maya and Patrice? Oh, I really liked it. It's awesome that Maya starts businesses to help the people around her and how Patrice solved the problem that was bothering her. It's giving me some great ideas for my cookie dough business. Well, I love hearing that. And hey, here's a cool idea that isn't about making money, but it is about the money we could make. What on earth are you talking about? Okay, it's another answer to our question. If you could design your own currency, what would you put on it? 
I'm Kyle Rizdahl, the host of Marketplace and Make Me Smart, answering a question for million bazillion. And if I had to make my own currency, well, look, Bridget and Jed, you're going to kill me and you're going to say this is a cop-out, but I wouldn't because here's the deal. I actually believe inside a generation, which is to say by the time the kids who are listening to this podcast have their own kids, there's not going to be actual physical currency. It's going to be all digital. It's going to be not Bitcoin, but something else, something better, something probably thought up by the government, right? Because that's the way currencies have to go. The government says what they're worth, and then we use them. But I don't think there's actually going to be paper money or coins. Could be wrong, don't know. See, maybe my Bitcoin idea wasn't so bad after all. We're going to get another blender. Okay, Bridget, so I've got my brilliant idea. My cookie dough business that'll help people make delicious cookies at home. Yeah. And I've got my business plan right here. Wow, that is very detailed. So, would you be interested in investing in Jed's cookies? What does that mean exactly? You lend me the money to buy the ingredients I need to start a business, and then I give you a cut of all the money I make until I paid you back. Mmm, I don't know. It's kind of a risk. But investing in my business is investing in people's happiness because they get to make their own fresh cookies faster in the comfort of their own home. And to sweeten things, I've got some fresh cookies right here. Okay, yes. Give me. Brush. I get a tube of cookie dough once a week. Deal. And now it's time for Dollar Scholar. That time every week where we get some tips or advice from a kid who's gotten a little smarter about money. Today, we hear from four friends in middle school. They started a business to sell bracelets to raise money for causes like helping endangered animals. Here are their tips for those of you interested in starting your own business. I would say do what you love for a cause you love. In my case, I love animals and saving the planet. And I have tons of bracelets, so combining them was a fun and great way to spend my time. A tip that I would like to share is, it's easier and more fun to start a business with friends because you can bounce ideas off of each other. I think the key is simply just a good idea. My advice is to never give up, no matter how difficult the situation can be. With a strong foundation and hard work, you can accomplish anything. That was Amelie, Ona, Noah, and Emma. Four friends who started their own business called Wonders Awaken. And if you've got a cool tip we missed this season, send it to us at our website, marketplace.org slash million. Just a couple things before we head out today. And let's see, what kind of music should we do? How about some surf guitar? Oh, gnarly. There are lots of great reasons to want to start a business. You can solve a problem, you can pursue a passion, and yes, you might make some money. Doing it right, though, takes a lot of hard work, and you'll need to develop new skills. And after all your work, it still might end up going nowhere. But even if it fails, or even if you never started at all, it's still worth it, because you'll have exercised your brain solving problems and thinking about things from new angles. And that's experience you can apply to a new business idea. Like how about this one? Squeezza. Raw pizza that you squeeze out of a tube. Bridget, you want to invest and get in on the ground floor? 
Mm, I think one investment for now is enough. In the meantime, we've had a ton of fun this season answering questions about money. And what we really loved was hearing from you. With your answers to the questions we asked throughout the season, like, would you rather eat okay pizza anytime you wanted or really awesome pizza, but just once a year? My answer to the question is, only eat pizza once a year, but it's always the most amazing pizza you've ever had. Because you can eat it on your birthday. And birthdays are special. That was Rhea. She's eight. Or this one from Maricela in New York, who answered the question, if she could make her own currency, what would she make it out of? And who would she put on it? I would make it out of silicone because it is more durable than paper and it does not rip and it is waterproof. Also, the person I would put on it would be the civil rights activist Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because I feel like he is a person that worked very hard for other people to get treated the same. And thanks as well for sending in all the great questions you still want us to answer. How do I start a business as a kid without any startup costs? What is interest? What is compound interest? The people who are making clothes, how do they keep all the fabric and never stop having it? When you have your own business, can some of your profit go to things that you want or do they have to go to the business? Why is money so important? I know a lot more than I did at the start. And I've still got more questions, just like you. Thanks for learning about money along with us on this season of Million Bazillion. Hope we made dollars make a little more sense. And that's it for this episode of Million Bazillion. We're going to go on a little break now, but if you like what you heard this season, you can do us a big favor and tell your friends and family all about this podcast and tell them to listen, too. If you want to learn more about how to start your own business, or at least how to write your own business plan, check out our tip sheet. You can find it at our website, marketplace.org slash million. Click on the page for this episode. Special thanks to Maya and to Patrice Banks, founder of the Girls Auto Clinic outside of Philadelphia, and Jesse Janowitz, who is also the author of the novel The Donut Fix. We also had help from Jack Stewart and Charlton Thorpe. And thanks to all of you who sent us questions and answers throughout the season, Today, in particular, we heard from Sabina, Elise, Will, Grace, and Carter. Million Bazillion is brought to you by Marketplace in collaboration with Brains On and American Public Media. Ben Talladay is our sound designer and composed additional music. Million Bazillion's theme music was composed by Wonderly. Bridget Bodner is our co-host and senior producer. Sandy Totten is our editor, and this week we also had help from Alyssa Dudley. Tony Wagner is our digital producer. Erica Phillips writes our tip sheets. Satara Nieves is the executive director of On Demand. I'm your host, Jed Kim. And special thanks to the people who provided the startup funding to make the show possible in the first place. The Ranzetta Family Charitable Fund and NextGen Personal Finance, supporting Marketplace's work to make younger audiences smarter about the economy. To all the grown-ups listening right now, we hope that you and the kids in your life are having some good conversations about money, thanks to Million Bazillion. We created this podcast to help kids get an early start on learning about the economy, but we can't continue without your support. Donate today at marketplace.org slash give million, and thanks for chipping in to make our work possible. See you next time.